0: You're listening to the Soul Align Self-Care Podcast, and today we have a special guest on. Her name is Jessica Tomak and she is a financial advisor who believes investments should be tailored to your needs and not based on generic guidelines for someone your age or at your stage of life. I love the work that she does with women, which we talk about on the podcast today, and we also talk about some first steps that you can take to give your money some deep level self-care. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Soul Aligned Self-Care Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Stinson, and we will be talking all about deep level self-care practices to help you have success in both your personal and professional life by reducing stress and anxiety and overwhelm, improving your mindset and creating a strong, loving connection with yourself. I'll see you on the inside. Hello, Jessica. I'm so happy to have you on the Soul Aligned Self-Care podcast. Welcome.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, so I, I'm very excited to get started because you really like to focus on empowering women when it comes to managing their money. And this is so important to me. And I think it's really important to a lot of other women. It's a very exciting topic.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, What happens is a lot of times as we look at the female and whether they're career focused or they're at home, there's often a lot of questions. And sometimes maybe a partner is handling the finances and they they don't know because they're kind of divvied up duties. Uh, Other times it's life is so busy and you're trying to keep, you know, 15 balls in the air and the finances kind of takes a back seat. But there are a few things that people can make sure that they're doing or at least thinking about uh, to help them be most successful, not only now, but in their future.
0: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Like I could definitely say that when I was raising my kids, I was a single mom. And that was the furthest thing from my mind was managing money. Like most of the time it was more like, how can I have enough money really when it comes to raising three kids by yourself? So managing it wasn't like a big question. I didn't have a lot of it, but I feel like even when you don't have a lot of money there, there is a, there's a way to manage it so you can create more wealth for yourself. And so I think not only, in that situation. But then now that I'm older, I'm thinking more of, like, how can I make myself more comfortable? And maybe I I never see myself retiring only because I don't want to. But I feel like um, working on my terms would be more of a way to retire for me. So now, like, I'm in that different mindset. And, you know, a lot of times, I think we reach that age, you know, my age, I'm 55. And you know, I'm thinking, wow, I wish that when I was younger, (laughs) I did this, this, and this, right? And so I would love to hear your take on both of those things. So like uh, a younger woman who really just doesn't have the time to manage her money or, and I think there are some women who do do this, which is great, but I feel like the majority of people are very busy. And then like stepping into the future, how can you like, Um, I don't know if the right word is backstep or plan from that point forward.
1: Yeah, great. uh, Great question. So uh, when we start with a younger person and we think about that young family and you're pulled in all kinds of directions, whether you're working or uh, a stay at home mom, uh, but really not planning. Uh, And not having a a budget. I know when people hear the word budget, often they're thinking broke, bread and water, you know, I can't do anything. But that's really not the case. Uh, The case is, if you don't tell your money where to go, you're going to wonder where it went. So when you were a young single mom, you don't have to calculate every penny. There's a few key areas where people typically overspend or don't understand how much is going out the door in certain areas. So if you could really look at those fluctuating costs and and be like, you know what, we're going to put in $500 a month for the groceries and the fun activities for the kids. Great. That's the one thing you track and make sure you're not overspending on. Um, It doesn't have to be everything down to the penny. You have to make it simple so that you'll use it. But what I find is for these young folks, when we can do some of those simple tasks, they actually figure out, wow, I can save this money. I can save up for a little vacation. I can Whatever that is that brings them joy, they can start to incorporate that in their finances. They have their emergency fund then that they're able to build up. And without doing that, it's always hand to mouth. It's running in a mindset of fear and lack, and that just isn't fun for anybody, right? So for the young person, I would say that's really a key piece to help you. Um, When we look at the other side of the the picture and we're in our 50s or later, uh, oftentimes what I see is those ladies, Uh, maybe they have to start helping with their family members, right, so maybe their work ability is still less, not because they have young kids, but because they're helping an aging parent or an aging family member, and I think that's key uh, when you really want to set yourself up in a position that you control how much you have to work, how much you earn, and you have the flexibility to do that, And you're not a slave to the, oh, I have to earn this much because otherwise I can't eat and pay my bills, right? You want to kind of create that wealth plan that allows you that flexibility. So maybe your intent is never to retire because you can't imagine what you do with your time because you love what you do. Same case for me. But what happens if something happened and you had a stroke and you couldn't do your job? Mm -hmm. Now what? How do your bills get paid? What does that look like? and really understanding what does it look like if we're helping and well what does it look like if something you know were to happen to us and how do we make sure that we can care for ourselves now and until the end and do we have a desire to leave a legacy and what does that look like
0: yeah i i i agree i have two things to bring up one of the one of the most important things that i learned that was so simple to implement and i wish i knew this when i was younger was the whole idea of paying yourself first, um, before you pay your bills. And yeah, even when you don't have, like, even when you think you don't have the money and even if it's small amounts. So when I first started doing this and I don't remember when I first started doing this, but I, I, it was, it was somewhat recent within the past 10 years. Right. And so what I noticed was I was so afraid to do this that I started with like these little increments, like $10 here and $10 there every two Weeks ten dollars from this account into this account, and I had multiple accounts set up like this, being put into like a, a high yield savings account, right? And I didn't notice it at all, but it totaled up to between all of the accounts that I set up like a hundred dollars a month, which at the time was a lot for me. Okay, I didn't have a lot of extra income, but a hundred dollars a month is a hundred dollars a month. So, like you said, this can go into an emergency fund, or it could just go into a fun fund, like I, I would say. Uh, screw the emergency let's have some fun but <laughs> but anyway um I feel like um you don't realize how much you don't miss it and I think I can't emphasize at a point that that point enough to people that this is one of the easiest ways to save money because you just if you have it on automatic and that's the key it has to be automatic you I really don't notice it I still to this day I just don't even notice it it's happening and it's happening every month and I think it's wonderful um and I think as an older woman one of the things I, I, I had it sounds yucky older woman I don't know as an older woman um <laughs> I feel like one of the most important things that you could do is define what wealth means to you because, um, and, and, and you probably, that's probably something that maybe you talk about a lot with your clients, is it?
1: It is because what someone needs to retire or to live on is completely different depending on what you want to do in retirement. You know, if you're a homebody that wants to garden and, uh, you know, read books what your lifestyle looks like is completely different than someone who's going to travel the world and be gone for a month at a time, you know, those finances look completely different. And so Mm -hmm. really understanding your needs and your wants and your wishes really help put together a, a financial plan that says, okay, this is what it takes to accomplish that. And, you know, sometimes there's just little tweaks from what you're doing to make those goals achievable. And and to your point, that little bit, every little bit matters, right? And if you do it in little escalations, you don't feel it. The other part of that, I would say, is if it never comes home, you don't miss it. Um, And so like those retirement accounts that never come home or someone who sets up multiple direct deposit locations, so it never comes home in their spend you don't see it, right? When you don't see it, you don't miss it. You may wish some days you had a little more money in your bank account, but ultimately it's building up or doing whatever it is that you set it aside for.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um another thing that was very sneaky to me, and I have to continuously do this on a regular basis. And I'm I'm assuming that most people have this happen to them. We live in um we live in a day and age where everything is a membership everything's a membership. So everything is, you can't just purchase something anymore. It's $10 a month or $15 a month or $20 a month. And it's like, there's so many of them. They're everywhere that you forget about them, right? So at any given time, all of us probably have at least at the minimum 10, 10 memberships that we belong to, whether it's you a know, uh, streaming service for TV or, um, you know, some kind of a box that you receive in the mail, or like, there's just so many, like for business too, you know, like, for example, right now we're on Zoom. So Zoom would be a membership, Canva would be a membership, you know, like, there's just so many things like that. And every once in a while, I just hunker down and I go through all my accounts. And I'm like, Uh, get rid of this, get rid of this. Maybe I can find something better. Maybe I can find something more like more reasonable that can offer me the same thing. And so you can, you could save like once again, hundred bucks a month right there, just doing that sometimes. And I would honestly say that the younger generation does this even more so than the older generation. At least that's what I see in my kids who range from like 23 to 30 years old. They have so many memberships I'm, i always think how can they keep track of this and i i think the answer is that they they just don't
1: yeah 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 i think if the money's in the bank account and it's automatically pulling out they're really not thinking about it um it's amazing to me how many people don't even you know check their bank statements right there is no used to be once a month you would reconcile your bank statement Uh, many folks aren't doing that. So they don't even realize how much they're spending in those subscriptions. And I definitely encourage people at least once a year to figure out, am I still using that? Maybe you did use it last year. My daughter and I were just talking about a streaming service we had. And I was like, we're not watching any programs on there. Are you using it? She's like, no, I'm like, I'm not either. I'm going in and canceling it. If we need it again, we'll start it back up. But yeah. Um, just like you said, you, you pay for it because you were using it for a period of time. And then maybe you're not anymore, or maybe you've replaced it, but forgot to shut the other thing off. All of those yeah. things add up.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, kind of going back to the beginning when we just far- first started talking, I usually ask this question right away, but we kind of just like got right into it. Um, tell me more about yourself and how you got into the work that you do.
1: Yeah. So I had been pursuing financial advisors for assistance for a long time. And through that process, I had fired five of them. Finally, I found a good financial advisor. But over time, I just realized, uh, you know, he was a guy and their brains work slightly different than the girl brain. And I didn't feel like we always could understand, like, yes, it might not make financial sense, but it makes emotional sense. And finally, at one point I decided, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go do this and I'm going to make it my passion to help women and business owners really know what their money is doing for them now and what it will do for them in the future. And so I have, you know, watched a lot of folks getting taken advantage of because they become widows and the fear factor gets, you know, put on them or, you know, folks going through divorce, all kinds of things, you know, life events that happen. And so... Really, I, I built my business uh, with women and business owners saying, hey, uh, let's partner, right? This is a partnership. You should feel comfortable asking any kind of financial questions. There is no bad questions. And really make sure you are you know, like if I do this one thing or this these two things, you don't need 20 things because then you'll do nothing. And mm-hmm. let's just do these little steps at a time and really help you get to where you want to go.
0: Yeah, I love that. And I really think there's a lot of truth behind the fact that sometimes we want to work with women just because they understand us more and they understand the challenges that we face, which I really don't think a lot of men are very connected to. There are some men that are, but I think for the most part, the majority of men are not con- very connected or how could they possibly understand the challenges that women face and this goes across all all industries i find myself like not wanting to go see a doctor unless she's a woman and you know what i mean and it's not that i don't think men can help me i just think that the connection and the relationship can go so much deeper when it's a woman who really understands exactly where you are and what you're going through so i think it's very powerful to work with another woman that knows those challenges that we faced.
1: So I agree a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. It's just really, I, I just I love trying to and also I I love focusing on just giving my business to women in other businesses to support each other because we have we have that same challenge in business where we're competing with men. And it just it's it's a kind of a a little bit of an unfair slant, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I love working with women in business. Um, I guess another thing that I wanted to ask you is some little tidbits or suggestions that you could give maybe once again to the younger g- generation that's just starting out, like maybe first steps on that they can take like small steps that aren't overwhelming to just get started on their, their money management or their wealth management plan
1: yeah so I would say for the the young people it, to me most important is you always need an emergency fund I think that's a non-negotiable life happens right so if you don't have a thousand dollars in the bank that's your very first task even if that means you're putting it in five dollars at a time and only taking from it if there's a true emergency um if you're already doing that and you're kind of past that first step I would tell folks making sure that they are putting some money aside back to your pay yourself first. Right. Um, put some money aside for your retirement. I know a lot of business owners are like, I'm investing in my business. My business is my retirement. That's great. But diversify it a bit and not just put all of those eggs in one basket and make sure you are setting money aside in something that can help you from a tax perspective as well uh, and grow tax-deferred, tax-free, whatever. Uh, It's really important. Small amounts make a huge difference over your lifetime.
0: Yes, I say that with everything like small steps into anything, just have that compounding effect on top of each other, as long as you're consistent. And so, and it's so much easier to take those small steps. It's so much, it's less scarier to take those small steps. Now let's like move forward a little bit into the future. And now we're talking to maybe the mom with kids and what would be a good place for them to start? Or maybe it would be the same. I'm not really sure.
1: Well, so I would still say the emergency fund with the mom with kids also be thinking about education, right? Because it is expensive for kids to go to school and be thinking about how is that going to get paid for? What does that look like? Is there going to be scholarships? Are you going to help? Not addressing those things with your kids and yourself, quite frankly, uh, is only going to hurt you if you wait till the end. I've had too many books, I, I try to get them to think about this college expense or this other higher learning expense. And they're like, yeah, yeah, later, later. And then they realize their kiddo doesn't get a bunch of scholarships. And they say, well, how am I supposed to pay for this? I've been asking you for seven years how you're going to pay for it. And now the time's tough. Like, so I don't know, I don't have a money tree. And so now what are we going to do? Are we going to tell the kid they can't go where they want to go because we can't afford it? Are you going to get a mortgage on your home? to do this, that's pretty, you know, permanent. So what does this look like? And really starting to think about those other things, living some life now, but also planning for the future when you have still, you know, school-aged kids at home.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's definitely a tough one. I feel like it's, I feel, I feel kind of bad, for us in this country, because the United States is one of those countries that has to deal with that that's like a huge, huge part of our wealth plan when it when you're in some other countries, you don't even have to think twice about that. That's a, that's like a little mind blowing like um, so I hate that for our, us in this country. but it is a huge thing that you do have to think about and uh having three kids that have gone through college I could say that it's definitely something to plan for with hopes that these things will change in the future for our next generations I really hope that it's easier for them um now moving on into the future I feel like we're in like a little movie here um (laughs) I like doing this this is fun um like for someone say like my age you know so I'm still working now even though I I i don't plan on fully retiring i do plan on a partial retirement um and then there's a lot of people who have a traditional job who are going to retire at some point um but maybe you know like me i raised three kids by myself i wasn't doing a whole lot of uh saving into a retirement fund i have some so what would be some good steps you know like now like i'm on solid ground and stuff like that what would be some good good steps to just as a starting point, maybe.
1: Yeah. So I think for folks where the kids have left the house, right? I, I tell folks, this is your opportunity. I, I joke and I say, I call it step the pig, right? You've got some flexibility with extra income. Typically we're balancing some fun things that you're trying to do because maybe you didn't get to do a lot of fun things when it was all pouring into the kids, right? So you're trying to treat yourself to some self-care and happy moments now, but also you don't have the tax deductions that you had when you had the kids. So yeah. making sure you're doing things to reduce your taxable income so we can give the government what we owe them, but not more than we need to. Um, and really preparing for your, you know next phase, whether that's a three- day work week or something less, some flexible schedule where you're working a few months out of the year. Um, but really kind of gearing up of how do you do that with uh, different types of investments? What does that look like for you specifically versus somebody else? Because maybe it's not all in retirement, but it's also acceptable if you needed to replace your car or, you know, some other big expense comes up because life doesn't stop just because your kids moved out of the house.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think those are some really, really good points to make because uh, one of the things I hate about retirement accounts, and I'm sure there's different type of accounts out there that are more accessible, is the fact that you can't access them for certain things. And I guess sometimes that might be good on on one hand, but then on some cases, I think it's probably not always good. It feels almost—I don't know—I'm always I've always been a little bit of a, a rebel type of person, and if someone says you can't have that or you can't do that. That's just like the one thing I want to have control over. And so I feel like, well, this is my money. Why can't I touch it? Like, you know, so, so it uh so having more uh accessibility would be something that would be attractive to me. But I think some of the other points that you made, like and, and the most important point is that everybody is different and that there's different plans for different people. And I just love like we we went through like all these different like stages of life, and I love how you have a plan for each one of these stages, and it's very well thought out. And I, and I, I uh, commend you for that. I think that's that's wonderful, and it's a, a nice way. It's not a like one size fits all thing. It's a very personal thing.
1: Yeah, every person is a custom plan. Um, anybody who you go on the little calculators, and they say you have a sunshine or an umbrella with rain. Um, they don't know your lifestyle. They don't know your debt. They don't know you know, what you're, how you're living. Um, that's just a a little calculator that I think unfortunately gives people either false hope or, um, false fear Mm -hmm. without really knowing how their specific situation is.
0: Well, I'm, I'm really appreciate the conversation that we had today. And I would love for you to tell everybody that's listening today, how they could get in touch with you, how, how they could find you, like if you're on social media or something like
1: that. Yeah, so I can be found on LinkedIn uh, under Jessica Tomac, also Facebook, uh, you can email me direct at EdwardJones.com, and all of those uh, are great methods to get in touch with me. In addition, anyone who's listening here today has access to a complimentary 30-minute consultation. Really, just to give people that first step of empowerment. What is my first step? What does this look like? There's no obligation to do work with me. I am all about girl power, and I just want you to have the answers. And what's my one thing?
0: Thank you so much. All that information will be in the show notes. Now, I have one more question for you that has nothing to do with anything. I just like to ask a fun question at the end, and that is if you could have anything in the world with no limitations, like no financial limitations, no societal limitations, uh, family limitations, what would that be?
1: That is a great question. I would want help for everyone, like health, wellness.
0: I like that. That's very nice. That was, that's a first. I love hearing everybody's different. My, my I think one of my favorites was, Um, I was interviewing a man, I think it was, it was a couple of weeks ago, and he wanted to have like the Starship Enterprise. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down with that. I like that. (laughs) That was one of my favorite answers. But yeah, uh, wealth, I mean, health, (laughs) health for everybody. Oh, beautiful. I love that. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been a great conversation. I think it'll be helpful for people. It's just like a good um starting point to make them more comfortable with starting to manage their wealth plan and and just to get started I feel like a lot of people are intimidated and this will just help them get started and that that's really what I want for everybody
1: yeah I do as well so thanks so much for having me on your show allowing me to share Uh, anyone who's listening again uh, can send me questions you know whatever it is we want you to feel comfortable having access to somebody uh, just to get those questions that you might be afraid to ask
0: excellent thank you Jessica
1: all right thank you Tina